Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today we're talking all about DC's The Flash with our good friend Brian from Zero Dark Nerdy. Welcome back, friend. Thank you so much for having me back, Julie. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to chat with you because you are more inclined to talk positively about DC than anyone else I know. You have such a even keeled mind on on all the superheroes and all the superhero genres and i'm excited to pick your brain because i'll tell you right now i did not want to give ezra miller my money i had to yeah. tell myself i was giving michael keaton my money to go yep. see this to feel better yep. about it <laughs> and i think he's a great actor i really do yeah. and this movie the writing was there it was a good movie i feel very conflicted and I feel like I'm rewarding bad behavior by going to see this movie. And I feel like a, a lot of the fans did or felt the same way. And the box office isn't great right now. You know, it, it, it's true. And we brought this up on our podcast episode as well. Like the mm -hmm. thing with 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 people like this, it, it's unfortunate that right. they do what they do. And obviously they have to answer for their actions. Right. Plain and simple. We We get that. With that being said. It is unfortunate because the majority of actors already get paid for the movie even gets gets made. When people are, you know, for, for instance, boycotting the movie, they're not really affecting that actor or actress. What it's really affecting is everybody behind the scenes. I'm talking from the editors to the people holding the boomstick to, I mean, everybody that you see in the post credits when you're waiting for your mid credit scene and your final edit you know scene it, it's their livelihood like at least tried to still support the movie because of all the people on the back end and i mean i totally get it i was in the same boat this was you know one of my top picks of the year as far as going mm -hmm. to see i think it's a combination of their actions but on top of that too i do believe that we are getting into a little bit of superhero movie fatigue in general not just okay. not see but i think also marvel and uh you know that's just kind of my my take on it that's a good take because this current phase with Marvel, I'm not thoroughly impressed with. Same. It's been like a, a void going on there. Right. I was really impressed with WandaVision. I was really impressed right. with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. Loki. I'm yeah. I'm over the moon for Loki season two. Yeah. And yeah. that I don't know if Loki's going to be their saving grace. I'm currently watching Secret Invasion, hoping. Yeah things are going to get better and granted it's only i'm only one episode in so you could be very much onto something here with superhero fatigue that maybe we've consumed so much superhero that right. it's hard to impress us now you guys have set the bar and it's hard to beat it yeah so i get yeah. it and i don't mean to like completely drag ezra miller because i do feel like <laughs> nobody had any hope right. whatsoever for robert downey jr and right. He has set the bar. He he is the bar yeah. for ultimate comebacks. And yeah. if he can do it, I, I don't want to eliminate anyone else from that running. But, you know, I wish the best for this guy. I really do. I mean, the writing was there with this movie for me. I They had so many good one-liners. The comedy was there. I did foresee some of the storylines. Like, I could put two and two wow. together with a few, few of the storylines that they had going. Otherwise, I wasn't disappointed with the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a, a cinematic adventure. 
Right. Get your popcorn, get ready to strap in. I, I agree. I think it's a great script. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. You know, are there some hiccups? Sure, there's some hiccups in there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it's one of those things to where you're not wasting your money to go see this in theaters. I've got some casting for you. Give it to me. All right, folks. As Barry Allen, we have Ezra Miller. As Kara Zor-El, we have Sasha Kaye. As Henry Allen, we have Ron Livingston. As mm -hmm. Nora Allen, we have Maribel Verdu. As Iris West, we have Kiersey Clemens. As Alfred Pennyworth, we have Jeremy Irons. And as Bruce Wayne, we have not only OG Batman in my book, Michael Keaton. We have Ben Affleck and George Clooney. Oh, my Lanta. Well, I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? You know, I love tea. All right. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not seen The Flash, we are going to spoil it for you. So there were some special effects in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the fans had some opinions on it. What was your hot take on the special effects? So I call it the the time hamster wheel okay. that Barry would put himself in when he's going so fast he can't control himself and when he realizes that he can time travel. Mm -hmm. I did not have any issues with those special effects, which is, it seems like that's the biggest issue is okay. all the characters, everything going around it, because it's it's not a stable time period you know i mean he's just sitting there and he's just trying to figure out okay how far back can i go so i mean i really didn't have any complaints on it i mean to me i'm like i figure if i'm in a a hypothetical hamster wheel right. trying to go back in time as i'm looking at stuff it's not gonna be you know 4k right <laughs> so okay. uh that's just that's just my opinion on it so i personally I, that didn't bother me as much as it bothered a lot of people just as you mentioned right but I, I was completely fine with it okay they started off strong mm -hmm. and it wasn't even the hamster wheel that got to me yeah. it was both berries that were side by side towards the end it got dicey towards the end right and i right. could tell like oh there's some cgi mishaps here yeah not the end of the world or at least not the end of my world, <laughs> might be the end <laughs> of berries. But right. for the most part, it was like 80% strong CGI in my book and could have, you know, there's room for improvement for the most part. But I had friends sending me TikToks on some of what the, the special effects folks who worked on the film mm. gave commentary. Mm. And they said, okay. if it looks like we only spent two weeks to two months on it it's because we did and they cut oh. the budget they said our budget got cut in half and we couldn't put in the level of work that we a wanted to put in and b were committed to so it was i think they did really good knowing that fun fact there were some great scenes in this movie mm -hmm. what was your favorite scene oh man I, I tell you it was really great to see the two barry allens together okay because the Barry Allen that we know and have seen from Justice League and everything else is pretty annoying. So yes. to see his younger version annoying the crap out of him is pretty hysterical. But I will say mm -hmm. where the power got shifted over and he was trying to do the running scene. <laughs> yes. I thought, I mean, I lost, I lost it in the middle of the movie theater. I mean, I literally laughed out loud. It was hysterical. And then of course, as I mean, I remember one of my first posters on my wall 
was literally Michael Keaton as Batman right next to the Batmobile. So seeing Michael Keaton back, you know, that, that means just as much to me as when we were watching Spider-Man and we got to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come back. You know, okay. I mean, I compare it to that, but more nostalgia focused. So those are probably two of, uh, you know, my favorite scenes in the, in the, in the, in the film. So I'm right there with you. I, it was a toss up between how they highlighted his origin story mm-hmm. with being struck by lightning. Right. Like for those who don't follow the flash, they illustrated it so well. And yes. he broke it down. He's like, no, you have to sit here because this lightning will come through this, this yeah. window. And at this time. So yeah. for anybody who just watched the flash as a standalone film and had no idea what they were signing up for, they got answers immediately. That was done very well. The comedy behind him running. Yeah spot on he's like oh no i'm slow <laughs> like oh god what why he nailed the comedy ass of that scene yeah. perfectly yeah. but you are also on point with both berries in in his bedroom and like older berry talking to younger berry i will say older berry is not as socialized and yeah. when he's talking to his younger 18 year old self who's definitely way more well-adjusted yeah. and his 18 year old self was very unhinged. Yeah. A hundred percent as a teenager. And I'm like, I feel like this is what Ezra Miller is like in real life. Kind of right. terrifying, but also has no fear, none whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably every parent's like worst nightmare. As far as a teenager <laughs> goes, older Barry Allen realizes that he's like, he become so woken up to society it's like oh your god this is why people don't want to be around me oh gosh yeah. like oh <laughs> you just see him yeah. grab his pearls and it's just yeah. absolutely not no yeah. i'm super annoying <laughs> yeah. i get it now exactly <laughs> <laughs> well there were also some plot twists mm-hmm. that i did not foresee coming i thought keaton was going to be the only plot twist that we were looking forward to what was your favorite plot twist it, you know, to me, I, I truly, truly love and respect Michael Shannon. I think he's probably one of the most underrated actors uh, of our time. And he, every performance I've seen him in from Boardwalk Empire to The Runaways. I mean, there's never been a Michael Shannon performance where I was like, ah, he could have done better. Okay. You know, and it, it was great to see him back as Zod. I think the storyline of how Supergirl found out what happened to Clark Kent when he came down yeah, and how they found him first before she did. Obviously you see it in the trailer, right? And you're just like, wow, like that's powerful. But then it's one of those, like it still transfers when you're watching the movie and you just see her like, what did you do? And I'm just like, Oh yeah. It's like, look at this person. And she is just great. So that was a great one. I, I think the George Clooney scene, because you could you could hear him on the phone, you know, and I was like, that's that's definitely not Ben Affleck. Like I didn't right. know who it was. Didn't know who it was. I was just like, all right, you know, who is it gonna be? But yeah, I would say uh, you know, those are probably two of my favorites. I would have loved to have seen, to be honest with you, a couple more of the Alfreds. I love Jeremy. And you know, I will say this, and we brought but Michael Kane. They have nailed the Alfreds since the first Batman Mm -hmm. that's like, that's so just the one area, like even the newest Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson with uh, and Andy circus. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Like they always pick a great Alfred and I've never, ever been like, Oh, this Alfred's terrible. 
So I think it would have been cool if they would have incorporated maybe some of our older Alfreds. But okay. on top of that, too, when uh, when he was in the bubble for the last time, I, I grew up watching the original Batman show with my dad. Oh, and okay. It was great to see like Adam West, you know, even though, like you said, that CGI wasn't that fantastic. Right. And it was very interesting to see Nicolas Cage in right? what would have been, you know, the film that never got made. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do next, if anything, because like we mentioned earlier, there's there's no talk of a sequel. Right. And Barry screwed up, even though his dad is exonerated now. But you got the wrong Bruce Wayne. I don't know how they're going to recover from this. And it's yeah. just like an another untold DC story where the fans right. have a hard time. Like they get so hyped and so connected yeah. to these characters. And then we're just sadly you know, disappointed at the end when right. they don't have an end story in sight. It's a good film. Is it a great film? No, but I think, you know, James Gunn said, well, this is going to reset everything. But does it really? I, you know I don't I mean? see how it does. And I need right. I need to sit him down and understand. I need a conversation. <laughs> right. Did you have any honorable mentions? I mean, besides Sasha as Supergirl, just completely outstanding. She has a bright future in film, period. Whether she comes back as Supergirl or not, I cannot wait to see what she does next. But good movie. Go out, take the family to it. it it's enjoyable. You know, no matter what your opinion may be of Ezra Miller, there mm -hmm. are still some people that are behind the scenes that it means the world to them for for fans like to still go see those films because us going to the movies and still supporting everybody else that may not be a part of whatever conflict that they may be in. It still means a lot to to Hollywood, especially now in the middle of this. God knows how long writer strikes going to happen. Right. And to, we're not a political podcast, but for what it's worth, if you go and <laughs> right. see the movie, you're supporting the writers, you're supporting exactly. the crew, you're supporting exactly. the actors in SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. And if we want to continue to see film happen, yeah. we need to support these folks. And I, that is my soapbox. Again, we're not a political podcast. Sorry if it got too political for anyone and everyone. <laughs> hopefully we don't become a book club here in the near future. And hopefully some TV shows and or movies are back on screen and we can chat more. And now it is time for the Spotlight of the Week. Our friends over at A Court of Salt and Snow are currently running two giveaways. Go follow A Court of Salt and Snow, as well as the featured cosplayer, like the post, and tag your bookish friends to be eligible to win the giveaway. The winner will be selected on July 17th and will become the proud owner of the first ever prints of each photo taken by the talented Stacey McKay photography. Must be 18 or older to enter the giveaway. Tax Pros, an award-winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients with a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services. With three locations in Southern California, Tax Pros is there to meet you where you are, offering phone and video appointments. Learn more or book an appointment today at TaxPros, taxprose.com. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. DC, Ezra Miller, any of the companies that we mentioned today. We are not with the Riders Guild of America or SAG-AFTRA. We're just really big fans.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.